Hello and welcome to Nats. I'm your host, Andres DeMarco, and today we'll be discussing the book March by John Lewis. I'm joined today by Nathan, Allison, and Kate. Okay, so our first question goes to Nathan. What are some different types of uh, options? What, what are some different types and options of protests? Uh, what's the most effective way to make a societal change? What makes one more effective than another? And why do you think some become more popular than others? Um, well, one protest is on page five, six, seven, and eight. And it begins with like a, a pretty peaceful protest and everyone's just kind of walking. And I think it really just turns into chaos. The protesters not doing anything. Um, I think the most effective way to make a societal change is maybe, I mean, a, attempt for a silent protest been really working previously. Um, or like a petition of some sort. I think that could make a change. Um, what makes one more? Um, I think silent protests are the better way because people can use their voices and just impact a lot of people. And I think those are the most popular because over the summer, the George Floyd protests were really big and I think they turned from silent to non-silent and I think that was a big issue. Yeah, I agree with Nathan about the protests at the very beginning of the book, how they were really just peacefully protesting and they weren't doing anything to provoke anyone or say anything, but like they were just trying to make a statement and they just started attacking them. They went from zero to 10 in like two seconds. And they they were just trying to make a point across. And with the George Floyd murders this um, murder this summer, um, it really started the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And that really became a really big protest throughout this summer. And it still is continuing on to today. And... Um, protests like that, I think, are one of the most effective things that you could do because it really made a movement and so many people were joining and there was even a protest like really close to our school and it, it like a bunch of people went like age, age ranges from like 15 to like 50 to the people who went or in, maybe even older. So many people went to those protests, and it really made a big movement and statement. And yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, yeah, in this book, I feel like just a lot of people and most of the people that are protesting are peacefully protesting, and, like, the police are attacking them because they're just, they're just essentially trying to find a way to attack Black people without making it illegal but like were they were just peacefully protesting they weren't doing anything and they they the people and they also said they had three minutes to leave when they only gave them like 30 seconds to leave before they started advancing yeah i agree i think what the most powerful way of protest is probably non-violent protests on page 48 there's rosa parks where she sits in at the bus and refuses to move back. And obviously now in her and Martin Luther King Jr. 
uh, were both uh, like engaged in nonviolent protests in Nepal, two of the most famous people from the civil rights movement and most impactful in American history. Uh, and so just in general, throughout the whole book, there's a lot of um, nonviolent protests, like the sit-ins in Nashville uh, with, that John Lewis engages in. And that just, it's a really good way to make a societal change. Just like, I mean, like they mentioned, the, I mean, like you guys mentioned the Black Lives Matter movement. It, um, it generally generated a lot of, it made a lot of people think about what they were doing, what they thought, and it made people rethink what they were, have been doing their whole lives. And it really was had a big impact on society as a whole. Yeah, to say one so, more, oh, I'm sorry. To say one more thing no, you can go ahead. about that, um, definitely one of the biggest ways to make a societal change, I think, is to get more people involved. And nowadays with social media, that's really easy. Like, it, it just got a lot of, like, I don't press, I would say maybe through social media and through the internet now, because it was so much harder back then when there wasn't like media or anything like that to get the point across the world. So they actually had to do things and like, it had to be in like newspapers and things like that, but it's so much easier now with social media. Yeah. I think with social yeah. media, you can go. Oh, um, I just think that, the social media doesn't completely do much because a lot of people are still fighting for justice and that is a big topic to address, I guess. It is, but I think social media can spread the word a lot faster than like in, in like 2020, mm-hmm. for example, a lot faster than they could in 1965. And so that's one way that they can yeah. like impact more people through social media. So our next question is, um, at this point, what do you see as the turning points uh, in John Lewis's life? How does the illustrator use visuals to demonstrate significant moments in the, te- in the text? I'll go to Nathan for this one. Um, I think the turning points were definitely the protests on page five and six and seven. And also when John Lewis writes the letter to MLK, he gets a letter back. I think that was a big turning point. Um, and also for visuals on page 77, shows like Gandhi talking and just the blackness of everything and the darkness and all the bad things of racism, poverty, and war. I think that was big. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that um, the fact that John, like one of the big turning points, I think, was when um, John Lewis heard Martin Luther King speaking on the radio was when he realized, like, um, he, like, became his idol after that, and then he got to meet him, and then he also really wanted to go to um, the college of Troy, I think it was, Troy State, and he didn't want, like, it was, like, Black people weren't allowed to go there, and he wanted to go, and from then on, I think, like, after he got rejected from the college, he just I think he got rejected. I think that's what he said. Um, but yeah, he just, I think that was one of the big turning points. And the author really illustrates it. I think one of the big reasons was he did the whole comic in black and white, which is very prominent to the story. Yeah, black and white also, like, they have a lot of contrast. I mean, it's literally the op- their opposite. And I feel like in more of the kind of happy scenarios where um where in more of the happy scenarios where he is having um some of the like happier scenarios then it is um like 
more light and when it's sadder then it is more dark because that I don't know that's just the way that Elvis did it yeah and I think I agree with that there's a lot of like contrast between the black and white I think two of the major uh one of the major uh turning points is on page 36 when he meets well he when he goes with Uncle Otis and he starts his trip to New York and like when they're in the south and south and starting off that trip it's in white and then as they get to New York, it turns into black. So that's another contrast. And I think it's really important because it uh, opened his eyes when he got back to the injustices of what was happening in the South and, and just a lot of what was happening near him. And then another turning point, I think, is on page 73 when he goes to Nashville. And it says on page 73, because in Nashville, I'd meet people who opened my eyes to a sense of uh, values that would forever dominate my moral ph- philosophy, the way of peace, the way of love, and the way of nonviolence. And that really guided him to what like Martin Luther King Jr. was uh, preaching and also what he would uh, pursue for the rest of his life. Yeah, um, <laughs> I agree with that as well. And um, I also think that after that trip with Uncle Otis, he really started to realize how different things were. Like he went to the mall and he saw his grandmother doing things that like only he ever saw white people do and he like never saw anyone black do it. So he just started realizing the segregation where he lived and how like bad it was yeah and he never really yeah. realized that he could do like not whatever he wanted but he could be like way more free than he was in the real world or not in the real world but kind of in his home um and yeah he just realized that like he's not completely limited. yeah and then on um page 47 another turning point is when they're standing waiting for the bus like all black and it's quoted it says it was just another sad reminder of how different our lives were from those of white children and i also think that kind of motivated john lewis yeah a lot motivated. and also on the next page when when they actually saw it when he saw the prison work gangers i mean prison work gangs that were um and they, he said that the prisoners were always black you couldn't help but notice. So that's another important point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that conclude that concludes our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye.